the Lord, everybody. We'll all stand and sing number eight in the M sheet. Oh, for a thousand tongues to sing. Everybody standing, everybody singing to the glory of God. Number eight in the booth.
announce in a few minutes. Heavenly Father, we've come to you again this morning. We're thrilled in our souls to be able to gather together around the table to break bread with thee and with one another. And Father, we commit this meeting to thy hands. We say out thine own precious way. Move by thy Holy Spirit upon every soul in this building. Show quickness, Lord, we'll never be the same again. We pray even this morning you'll loosen tongues. you make late leap for joy. You do mighty miracles in every one of our hearts and lives. And while you're doing it for us, Lord, we pray for every place of worship where thy word is faithfully proclaimed. We pray that you move in old time power in a mighty way, Lord, not only here but everywhere through this land of ours and send a mighty Holy Ghost revival. And we give you all the praise and all the glory for Jesus' sake. Amen. Many years ago, we're having a meeting like this when we went down south. I feel led to do this at this particular time. And it was hard going, but we just continued to praise God and to sing and to pour ourselves out. And that's the only way you get results. We don't just sing, we pour ourselves out. And the blessing flows through us. So we know this morning that you'll get a mighty blessing because we're just laying ourselves bare to God and pouring ourselves out. We want everybody in this meeting to do the same. To just offer themselves to God now and say, Oh Lord, have thine own precious way in my life in this breaking of bread this morning. I submit my own self to thee, body, soul, and spirit. Lord, take me up and use me and make me a channel of blessing, Lord. Make me a channel of blessing. Will everybody pray that prayer themselves now? Everybody. You just speak to God yourself. Everybody praying all together. And everyone praying all together. Come on, everybody. Don't hesitate. You pray and ask God to fill you. Come on. And to make you a channel of blessing. And submit yourself right over to God. Come on, everybody. Everybody. It's in you, my brother. It's in you, my sister. Feel the Spirit of God moving right through this building. Right from the platform. Right round. Oh, glory to God. Oh, just put your hands on the one next to you now, will you? Put your hands on one another next to you and feel the power of God moving from vessel to vessel. You are now in a Holy Ghost meeting. You are now in a meeting where the power of God moves in old time power. When souls are saved, many women are set free in the beautiful name of Jesus. And they are filled with the glory of God. And bodies are healed. Glory to God. To praise the Lord, everybody now. Praise the Lord, everybody now, come on, oh praise the Lord, hallelujah oh hallelujah oh hallelujah bless the Lord, hallelujah praise the Lord oh my
Praise the Lord. Wonderful to have a God that gives abundantly, isn't it? Whether we receive the abundance is another matter. But our God gives abundantly. Do you know we've gathered together to remember the sacrifice of Christ on Calvary? And Paul writing to the Romans in chapter 8 verse 32 says this. He that spared not his own son, but delivered, us, delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him freely give us all things? How shall he not with him freely give us all things? I believe in a God of abundance. He's not stinted in any way. If God will give the greater in that he gave his only begotten son, how much more will he give the lesser, which is simply blessing folk like you and me? Amen. All our needs are nothing in comparison with that which God did on Calvary when he gave his only begotten son. And Paul goes on to say these words in Ephesians... In chapter 3 of Ephesians, now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us, unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. We're talking about the abundant giving of our God. And Paul says now. Now, you can't make this word mean anything else. It only has one meaning. There's some words have a lot of meanings. But this word now means now. Amen. Right at this very instant. Right at this very moment. Now. I'm glad that we've got a God who is dwelling right here in the presence. Amen. Right in the present time. You know what? When God revealed himself to Moses, he gave himself a name. And his name, he said, was I am that I am. Not I was or that I shall be, but I am. God dwells in an eternal present. It doesn't have anything to do about the past or the future. It's all present with God. Do you know Paul writing to the Hebrews, he said this. He said, he that cometh to God must believe that he is. Not that he was or that he shall be, but that he is. Is this present right here and now? God is. Hallelujah. You can do what you like with this word now, but you can't make it mean anything else but the very present. In fact, the only thing that you can do with it is turn it back to front and it will say one. And if you can bring yourself to concentrate in the very present moment in the presence of God, well, you've won the day. There's so many... There's so many people looking to the future and saying, well, perhaps later on in the week God will bless me. Or wasn't it wonderful what we had last time we came to Clacton? 
but our God isn't concerned with last time we came to Clapton and he isn't concerned about a moment further on than now, right now. And here we are in the presence of God, hallelujah, right now. We haven't got to go up to heaven to bring him down. We haven't got to go into the depths to bring him up. We haven't got to go to the farthest end of the earth. He's right here now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And Paul says, now unto him. Hallelujah. Unto him who is able. I'm glad I've got an able God. Hallelujah. It doesn't rest on my ability, but the ability of God working in me and through me. Hallelujah. Now unto God that is able. Is your God able this morning? Praise the Lord. He is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think. Well, it'd be wonderful if he did just uh, above what we asked or think. But he's going to do a lot more than that. He's going to do abundantly above all that we ask or think. And even more than that, exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think. Hallelujah. This is our God. Praise the Lord. You know when the prodigal came home and they made that glorious feast for him, killed the fatted calf, and the, the elder brother went out into the field. He objected to the rejoicing. He objected to the way his, his brother had been received by his father. And his father had to go out there and speak to him. And he said, Son, all that I have is thine. All that I have is thine. And this, after, this morning, folk, how shall not God with Jesus freely give us all things? He has made us heirs and joint heirs together with him. He's not only the God of abundance, but he gives abundantly. Hallelujah. This is the nature of our God. You know, Paul was writing this, and he said, Now, unto him be glory in the church. He wanted men and women to glorify God. He wanted them to magnify him. And then he thought, well, I'll tell you a little bit about the character of God while I'm on with it. This will cause you to praise and magnify him. What sort of a God are we going to glorify? This is the God that we'll glorify. The God gives in abundant measure. The God who gives exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see... I think it was, was it uh, John the ba um, John's wife, um, John the Baptist's mother, when she was expecting John, said, oh, come, let us magnify the Lord with me. Magnify the Lord with me. Well, when you magnify a thing, it gets bigger, doesn't it? But you can't make God bigger. God fills the universe. But you can make your conception of God bigger. Some people only have a little God and they ask little things and consequently uh, they live in a little realm. But our God is so big that when we, become, when we come to magnify him in our hearts, when we begin to magnify him in the congregation, then our conception of God gets bigger. 
And this morning we have a God that is so big and so wonderful, there's no need that you've got that can't be met. In fact, Paul says that it not only be met, but it will be met in an exceeding abundant manner. Above all that you can ask or think. But he goes on to say something else, because no doubt some of you would say, well, it's all very well if that worked in my life. It's all very well if, if God, I've asked God many and many a time for, to do this or that or the other, and uh, well, he hadn't even answered, never mind giving me the exceeding abundance. And Paul says these words, according to the power that worketh in you. There is a regulator upon the power of God, and that regulator is in your life and in mine. We read of Jesus that he went into a city and he could do no mighty works there because of unbelief. And I want to tell you there's a power in unbelief that will hold back the blessing of God. There's a power in unbelief that afflicts men and women everywhere that prevents God giving us this superabundance. And I want to tell you this, that the power of unbelief is resident in our flesh. He that is in the flesh cannot please God. It says the flesh profiteth nothing. And I'm not talking about this human body. I'm talking about the carnal mind of man. You know when our mind comes in on the job and not the mind of Christ. When we think it out and we sort it out and we think it ought to happen this way, that way or the other way. Then we are in the flesh. We're walking in the carnal realm. And where I tell you, right there is the seat of unbelief. We can ask, but I tell you, there's no faith. There's no faith in the, uh, carnal, in, in the carnal man, no faith at all. The faith of God dwells in the spiritual realm within us, where the Holy Ghost is working and having his way. The faith of God comes to our souls as the Spirit of God is released within us. Hallelujah. The faith is, faith is a gift of God. It's one of those things that he gives along with Jesus. He says, how shall he not freely with him give us all things? And today, folks, we can choose whether we walk in the carnal realm or whether we walk in the spirit. There is no condemnation to them that walk in the spirit. Hallelujah. And, and today, folks, every one of us makes this choice. We can either follow after the spirit or we can follow follow after our own carnal fallen nature and this is what regulates the power of God this is what what either releases the power of God within us when we walk in the spirit and our faith is active or whether we're walking in the flesh and our unbelief comes to the foremost and I thank God this morning that God is calling us to a closer walk with him hallelujah now unto him that is able, Paul says. Unto him be glory in the church. Hallelujah. And I want to tell you this, that as we praise and magnify God this morning, we are projecting ourselves into the realm of the Spirit. We are lifting ourselves up out of the carnal realm into the realm of the Spirit, where we can begin to believe God, where we can exercise our faith in God, where miracles begin to happen. Praise the Lord. 
this morning, folks, we're in a wonderful place. And as we partake of these emblems, we're remembering these words of Paul. If God spared not his own son, how shall he not freely with him give, give us all things? And as we partake of these emblems, whatever your need is, you can find that need met in Jesus Christ. God will not withhold any good thing from them that walk uprightly. This afternoon, this morning, let us realize the bigness of our God. He's more willing to give than we are to receive. He's able to give in abundance. And it simply rests with each one of us how much we receive. Hallelujah. Let's praise and magnify him. Hallelujah. Let's magnify the God of our salvation. Let's glorify him for the gift of his son. Let's thank him for ever saving our souls. Let's realize the goodness of God. He loves every one of us. He loves us all and he wants to bestow the best upon us. All that I have is thine, he says. Let us possess our inheritance in Christ Jesus. As we partake of these emblems now, let us receive all that we need in Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for the truth of those words. But Jesus is Lord of all. You've exalted him far above all and given him a name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Right here this morning we bow our hearts to you, Lord, and acclaim you, Lord, of our lives. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. But Lord God, whilst we realize your greatness and your goodness and your mercy, we thank you that you've lifted us up out of a horrible pit and you've caused us to be seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that you've bestowed your abundance upon us. And right here again, as we partake of these emblems of the body and blood of Jesus, we pray, our God, that you will meet every need in this meeting, that you will bless every soul, that our communion with thee shall be complete, and truly we shall magnify thy name above all names. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We give you all the praise, Father, and all the glory in the precious name of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, for dying for us on Calvary. We thank you, Lord, for letting your body be broken for us. We thank you for bearing those stripes, for by your stripes we are healed. We thank you for shedding your precious blood. And we praise you to know this morning that we've been washed in that crimson flow, that our sin stains are washed away, and that we come before thee whiter than the snow. Hallelujah. Thank you that you've taken off the rags of self-righteousness from us and clothed us in the righteousness of our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ. Oh, we're so thankful for this wonderful salvation and we give thee all the praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The Apostle Paul said this, For I have received... It's wonderful to receive from God. I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. 
And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take it, this is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup, when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye, as often as ye drink it, in remembrance of me. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye, ye do show the Lord's death till he come. Praise the Lord.
shall we? Shall we tell everybody? God's been good to us this morning, brothers and sisters. We give him all the praise. We give him all the praise and we give him all the glory. Isn't it wonderful? Those who are going to be baptized, will you come out quickly? We'll spare a few minutes. Yes. Come here, Arthur. Come on, Arthur. Come on, Sheila. Come on. This, this is just lovely. This is only spontaneous still, this is. So you have to be quick. That's lovely. Praise the Lord. Oh, that's it. Well, that's lovely. First of all, give them all a clap. Bless the Lord. God bless you. Just a quick testimony. You're going through the water of baptism. That's it. You tell them as quickly how long you've been saved. Well, about just before Christmas, I was a non-Christian here, and um, I didn't know about Jesus much. And uh, after a few emotional problems, which I won't go into because... uh, (laughs) probably bore you anyway, uh, I thought, well, there must be something more to life than just, uh, you know, the things of this life, you know, and going to pubs and cigarettes and, and all this sort of thing, you know, there was no real joy in that sort of thing, so I, I was feeling pretty bad just around Christmas after Christmas, and I didn't know what to do with myself, I was feeling a bit suicidal, so I met a lad, and... Uh, he took me to a meeting. It was just a Baptist tabernacle. It was nothing fantastic. But I did meet two Christians there that were born again. And I could see something. They had something that I didn't have, you know. And I wasn't quite sure at first, but I thought, felt, you know, to find out more about it. So this lad asked me to a meeting at his. And they had prayer meetings. And I found it a bit strange at first. Like, I didn't know, like, what to do. So I... I I felt I should go again a few times, so I went along and I found myself, well, there's something there, I must find out. And I sort of started praying with him and all, and put my heart into it. And I, I got, I give my heart to Jesus then first, I really, so, I really felt great. 
I just, I just got saved then, but uh, we were going to a Baptist meeting, and a few people were baptizing the Holy Spirit, but they didn't have anybody to show them the way. They were sort of trying to play it down. Oh, you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do that, like, you know. So Robin was just standing down at the door. We, we got to know of his meetings, like, which were glory meetings. So we went along there one night, and he told us about the Holy Spirit. It, I wasn't blessed at the time, but me other two friends were. That he said that we should express ourselves you know, show our joy to the Lord and be happy and praise the Lord. So I made a further commitment to the Lord. I wanted to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. So he baptized me and I've never looked back since. And he's really brought happiness into my life. And I want to go further with the Lord. So praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now I've got Arthur and Sheila here. Just before, come on, Sheila, just to tell you now, that Arthur and Sheila, quickly, that one day, it was about last September time, a sweet voice rung upon the phone and said, will you come along to our little get-together, Henry, in our village? And I uh, asked who it was, and he said, Sheila. I said, yes, we'll go along. And by going along to her house, she had meetings in her own house, along with Arthur and, and others, Methodists, and... Uh, a wonderful fellowship started up. Since that time, from going there, revivals broke out. And now we're occupying the Methodist chapel every Saturday night. Actually, we're chapel squatters. <laughs> Just every Saturday night, we've had a wonderful time. And I'm pleased to say that uh, Arthur's got wonderfully saved. His sweetheart was saved. But here's Arthur's quick testimony for the glory of God. Praise the Lord. Henry says, give a quick testimony. <laughs> but when you are saved, you seem to have so much to say. How can you give a quick testimony for what the Lord's That's done? True. That's true. Um, this time last year, I didn't know the Lord. I'd gone through 53 years of my life in ignorance, I suppose one might say, but partially deliberate. As a child, I used to go be dragged to church, Church of England. It all seemed very dull and depressing. The music was depressing. I went to school. I had to go to chapel, um, church twice on Sundays. I hated every moment of it. Every morning we had our prayer meetings. Same old prayers, the same old grind. When I left school, as I've told Henry before, I only went to church for funerals and weddings. Uh, I then met my wife about five years ago. And when I met her, she, she had something. I didn't know what it was, because I didn't know what it was all about. Um, and we eventually got married about three and a half years ago. Uh, she used to do what I called her religious thing. <laughs> you, you get on with what you are doing, and I'll play around with my clocks. I like repairing antique clocks and things. And then she started our house meetings. So, uh, you know, you get in the lounge, and I'll go in my workshop and this went on for about well, nearly three years and uh, then we had a well this last summer um, she had a meeting it was such a lovely evening it was too hot they had the meeting in the garden so I thought well I can't, afford, can't avoid this one <laughs> so I went and sat in and it sounded quite nice and then uh, she said I want to meet there's a chap who lives down by the river called Henry so I said, oh, yes, he's a religious, religious nutcase, I believe. <laughs> That's how ignorant I was. <laughs> so, 
she said, well, I'm gonna, I don't know what to do. I said, well, you know, ring him up. So she rang him up, and he came round. Uh, we can't avoid Henry, as I've said before. <laughs> anyway, at this particular meeting, there was another friend of Henry's, his daughter's here tonight, Fred, this afternoon. And here was a man, he spoke up for God, who was a manly man, a down-to-earth man, an engineer. I, somehow he got through to me, uh, and then I started to get interested to come to the meetings. And last August, I asked the Lord to take over. And he has done, and I hope this afternoon, I didn't realize it was going to be this afternoon, that I should be filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Praise the Lord now, Arthur's a nutcase for the Lord. <laughs> well, I was saved in 1962, so that's quite a long time ago. And I can't really think why I wasn't baptised before in water, but I can only say that the Lord has his perfect timing and the time seems right now and I'm thrilled and I'm really looking forward to it. And I just thank the Lord for saving my soul. Praise his name. He's done wonderful things for me and I just love him more and more and more. Yes, it just gets better every day. I just, I just couldn't tell you just how much I do love him and that because he first loved me. I tried everything before I was saved. I've done all sorts of things and I've tried just about everything and got a satisfaction to a degree. But there's nothing like Jesus and the love of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for saving my soul. Hallelujah. Bless you, nice to meet you there. Hello. Bless mine, you. Mine will be very short and very sweet. Lovely, darling. <laughs> well, he came into my life at Pentecost Helam in Hayes Road when he changed my life from completely different to what it was. I didn't have to make, I didn't have to force. It just came naturally, and it completely stopped. I've had, I have had the suffer of taking... My son of five has been taken away from me, but I hope the good Lord will see fit to do the right thing even if it hurts like it does that's all God bless you sister God bless you come on my dear bless you just a quick one darling that's it bless you well uh, I've not long been saved I'm not sure how long it is it's not even half a year yet but I was saved at a film I went to see a film with Anne and a few others it was called Crossing the Switchblade I don't know whether anybody's heard it or seen it or anything but if you haven't seen it, I don't know if you don't know what you're missing, because it's such a fantastic film that, it, well, it hit me anyway. It really did hit me because I wouldn't be here today if it hadn't have been through Anne and Lord and that film uh, that I, I just wouldn't be here. And I want to say that I, I'm glad that I've got Jesus because without Him, I just don't know what I'd do. Bless the Lord. Because he, He's brought everything in my life. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Bless you. Isn't that wonderful? I just feel I want to pray for this lady. Thank you, Jesus. 
We give you all the praise and glory for Jesus' sake. Amen. Thank you. 